and last verse as we begin our service together tonight. <clears throat> Sing out with me on that first verse. Oh, come, oh, come, Emmanuel, and ransom captive Israel that mourns in lowly exile here. Until the Son of God appear. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel shall come to thee, O Israel. O come, desire of nations bind. In one the hearts of all mankind, but thou our sad divisions cease, and be thyself our King of peace. Rejoice, rejoice, Emmanuel. Shall come to thee, O Israel. 
It's good to be back in the Lord's house tonight, amen, and sure glad that you are uh, here uh, tonight. Of course, it is our uh, annual business meeting, that's why nobody's saying amen tonight. They're all looking very somber and nervous and all of those things, I guess, and and, uh, anyways, but we're going to carry out the Lord's work, amen, and that's what we are meeting here uh, tonight, and I do want to just remind our our guests that are here tonight, we are going to just have a regular service, so it'll be just a normal time, and then we'll have a dismissal at the uh, after the invitation, and allow our guests uh, to uh, dismiss, and and but if you're a member here of Faith Baptist Church, you need to stay for the business meeting, amen, and we need to carry out the Lord's work, so looking forward uh, to that tonight, so let's ask God's blessing on our uh, message tonight, and our service uh, tonight, I'm going to ask Brother Rich Raymer, if you would open us in prayer tonight, brother. Amen. Why don't you be seated uh, tonight? I did uh, just, I know it's been a busy uh, time of the year, but man, last night was just a blessing and really appreciate our, our uh, having, being able to have our Christian school and just all the work uh, that was done, Brother Eric Watson, and of course all of our school uh, staff and, and teachers and our kids did a great job uh, singing last night and all of their parts and, and stuff. There was it was funny to watch. There was a lot of yawning going on up on the platform, uh, especially with some of the little ones. And you could tell they were like, we're ready for school to be out. And so uh, they had a great day, though, today and dismissed at noon. And sure thankful uh, for that. Of course, tonight's our annual uh, business meeting uh, that we'll have uh, right after the service uh, tonight. And uh, then, of course, uh, if you have uh, teens in the uh, youth department and a teen class, there is a teen activity uh, this coming uh, Friday night, and I believe it's their Christmas party, and it's like flannels and flapjacks. Is that the one we were talking about? So we got to get together and crash that thing, amen. So I'm a huge fan of pancakes, amen. I'm Flannel, not so much, but I can do flannel if it means there's pancakes in it, amen. Uh, but looking forward uh, to that. Uh, Saturday, this coming Saturday, is our uh, churchwide outreach, and so that's at 1030 uh, in the morning. And something we've done the last several years is go out and do some caroling, and so uh, looking forward to that, and so if you're able to be here for that, uh, hopefully uh, have a good group show up and go out and be a blessing uh, to our church family and, and those kind of things. December the 18th, this coming Sunday, we are having our junior church Christmas program, and so that will be in the morning service, in the morning time, and uh, looking forward to that. And then also Brother Dave Hardy uh, is going to be here with us, uh, and he's going to be preaching Sunday morning and Sunday night. Uh, if you've not heard Brother Dave Hardy preach, you're in for a treat. He's just a real blessing, faithful man of God, pastor there uh, in uh, Eastland Baptist Church in Tulsa, Oklahoma for uh, 30 years, I believe it was, and uh, is certainly very influential at Heartland and uh, those kind of things. And so uh, anyways, and then after that, uh, the next Sunday will be December the 25th. It'll be Christmas Day, and we are having one service, and that'll be at 1030 in the morning, and so make sure you're here for that. Looking forward to just celebrating the birth of our Savior with God's people, and uh, excited about that. And then, of course, that Wednesday night in between Christmas and New Year's, Brother Jack Parker is going to be preaching. There'll be no buses and a combined uh, kids' class downstairs uh, with uh, the Wisdom, uh, James and Janet Wisdom, 
And then January the 1st is on a Sunday, so New Year's Day, and so, but we are having regular services, and I think it'd be good to start the new year out in the house of the Lord, amen? And so looking forward uh, to that. Did just want to mention one more thing coming up uh, in the month of January, and that's January the 15th, and that's on a Sunday, and we're actually going to have a send-off service for our missionaries, Jack uh, and Lizzie Parker uh, to Japan, and that's going to be in the evening service. And then following the evening service, we're going to have uh, some fellowship over in the fellowship hall. And so bring some finger foods. And I just, I, I think it would be probably a really good idea if maybe we could bring a bunch of gift cards and stuff like that. Um, because, you know, when they're out on the road, there may be some moments where they have to, you know, get some food or something like that. Maybe if they wouldn't have to do that out of their own pocket or, or, you know, for at least the first month or so, amen, and I'll be a blessing to them. But if well, we could do that, I think that would be a wonderful, uh, wonderful thing. But sure, looking forward uh, to that and uh, sending them out uh, the right way. And then, of course, when they get when they get their, to the end of deputation and they get their, uh, you know, all their finances raised and things like that, we'll have an ordination service for them. But let's let them enjoy this. We'll make them sweat in the other one, all right? Is that fair? Okay, all right. Well, even if you don't agree with that, I don't care. All right, so let's go ahead tonight and take your prayer list out, and uh, let's go through our prayer list uh, tonight. Just wanted to mention a few uh, things. Uh, good to see Brother Clark here tonight, and uh, Miss Doris uh, got to go home today, and uh, but do continue to pray uh, for her. She's now uh, on oxygen 24-7, and so just a real battle uh, there and so continue to pray for her and then also brother Clark as well as he ministers uh, to her we do have quite a few uh, on our prayer list tonight I did want to mention too I mentioned Sunday the Wills family also that got in a car accident but sure thankful they're all doing okay they were actually I think here last night for the Christmas play and so that was a real uh, blessing also if you could a uh, couple that we need to add on there Miss Carolyn Moore is doing great uh, but her family is having some battles uh, her son, uh, their son Jody Moore, uh, had a seizure at work today and is in the hospital right now trying to figure out what caused uh, that. And then their son-in-law, Brother James Riddle, and uh, uh, got in a car accident today. As far as I know, he's doing okay, but I uh, don't know all the details and stuff there yet. And so if you could pray uh, for them. Uh, quite a few on our prayer list tonight with health issues and, and things like that. Do continue to pray for Michelle B. Uh, Dawsing. I know she's getting closer and closer to the birth of a uh, baby girl. And so excited to meet, uh, meet that one uh, face-to-face. Amen. That'll be a real blessing uh, there. Anybody have a prayer request or an update or anything like that? Okay, Miss Marie Christian. Mm-hmm. Well, praise the Lord. That's a blessing. Well, that's a glory hallelujah right there. Amen. That's a blessing. Amen. That's good. All right, so that's a real blessing for Miss Marie. So we can take our eyes off, amen, but continue to pray for some other health things, but sure thankful for that. That's a blessing. Anybody else tonight? I said take her eyes off. Not like... (laughs) Off the prayer list. Off the prayer list. Some of you you guys are getting way too literal. 
All right. If I'd have said take her eyes out, that would have been okay. All right, go ahead, Miss Sue McRae. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yes. Okay, so let's continue to pray for Teresa. That's her, that's her name, right? And then also KJ uh, Cooper. So let's remember, continue to pray for him. Anybody else tonight? Okay, Brother Bellis. Okay, all right, so let's pray for Brother Bellis. He's on our prayer list already for his eyes. And so tomorrow, having some procedures at 1 o'clock. So. Praise the Lord. Amen. <laughs> All right. So, amen. Mercy. Man, you can't get away with anything this much. So. <clears throat> it is, uh, some, uh, I always think of that time where there was a, a family in the church and their daughter was pregnant and was having an ultrasound and I said mammogram. <laughs> so, that one, I still get rattled with that one. So, All right, Miss Ginger Sexton. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Right. Shannon Stewart? Tammy Stewart. Okay, so let's pray for the Tammy Stewart family. I'm glad you mentioned that. I knew there was something I was forgetting, so... Uh huh. Okay. Oh my. Oh my. Okay. So Chris Sexton, and he's the one that had the. Motorcycle accident? Okay. Mercy. Okay. So let's, we'll get him on the prayer list and also the um, Tammy Stewart family. Now, is that Stewart, S-T-E-W-A-R-T? All right. That's the right way to spell it right there, so. Amen. We'll pray for that family, though. Anybody else tonight? I saw some other hands. Miss Sherry? Yes. Yes, ma'am. Okay. Okay. 
Okay. Okay. Well, I, do you want me to? Well, I guess I can take the inoperable word off and well, we can just. Yeah. So just continue to pray for that dear lady. And I, that was a mom of five, wasn't it? Or nine children. Okay. So, all right. Mercy. So need to pray for that dear family. Absolutely. Okay, Miss Barbara Bellis. Yes, ma'am. Praise the Lord. Good. Okay. That's a blessing. So you want to leave her on though till they get that or Huh? There, okay, all right. That's a blessing. Amen. I'm gonna sit back over there from now on. They getting they're getting prayers answered over there. Amen. So, all right, Miss Zodi. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I knew that she had had that surgery, and so that's why they were nervous, worried about that. So, so that's the Wills family, uh, Dan and Lynn Wills, and uh, her mom, Sandra. And uh, let's just continue to pray for them. Absolutely. Okay, anybody else tonight? Well, I've got a lot of burdens, a lot of prayer requests. So did I see a hand up, uh, Colton? Okay. Okay. Okay, so he's got a neurologist, and he's already been, and he does have a brain. So I did find that out. So it's going back. So, hey amen. So, and he's got a heart, too. I, he's been to the heart doctor, too. So that's tomorrow is the neurologist? Okay. Okay. Yeah, and pray for the MRI, too, on Monday. So absolutely. Okay. All right, man, come on ahead tonight, and uh, let's just continue to pray for these things. Sure thankful we can go to our Lord in prayer, aren't you? And uh, lift these burdens up. Brother Will Kennedy, would you pray for us uh, tonight?
Would you stand with me one last time tonight? Let's turn to page 141. Page 141, how great our joy. We'll sing the first, second, and last verse together tonight. Page 141, sing out on the first verse. While by my sheep I watched at night, glad tidings brought an angel bright. How great our joy, great our joy, 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 joy. Praise we the Lord in heaven on high. Praise we the Lord in heaven on high. There shall be born, so he did say, in Bethlehem a child today. How great our joy, great our joy, 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 joy. Praise we the Lord in heaven on high. Praise we the Lord in heaven on high. This gift of God will cherish well, that ever joy our hearts shall fill. How great our joy, great our joy, 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 joy. Praise we the Lord in heaven on high. Praise we the Lord in heaven on high. Amen. Please remain standing. Get your Bibles ready for the message tonight. I don't know. I guess I don't remember uh, preaching a business meeting message right after a Christmas song. Amen. But we're going to do it. I probably did it last year. I just don't uh, remember. Amen. And uh, but uh, anyways, we're going to do it tonight. Amen. But it is Christmas time and sure thankful for the good songs and lifting up our Savior. But uh, take your Bibles tonight and turn with me to Acts uh, in chapter number one tonight, the book of Acts and, and chapter number one. And you're probably going to go, wait a minute, I've heard this before. And well, you, you probably did. And you're probably going to hear it for the next 25 years or so, I think, as the Lord uh, allows, uh, because I do, I just, I, I feel like that before you go into a business meeting, I think that there's a, a right spirit that you need to have and a right attitude that you need to have. And going to what I would call the model business meeting will help you uh, with that. And, and uh, thankful tonight, the Word of God does not leave us short. Amen. And uh, we have examples uh, that we can look to. I, I think tonight, uh, if I said, you know, we've all heard the horror stories of, of churches and how they have handled their business and ruining uh, their testimonies, we could all nod our heads in agreement with that and, and things like that. And you know, the carnality, the worldliness, the anger, the malice, the slander, and the list goes on and on. And here's why a lot of the big reason why a lot of that stuff happens is because they get away from this right here. All right. And so that's the idea of going to this uh, tonight. Okay. Look at chapter number one. Look at verse number 15. It says, and in those days, Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, and then here's the parentheses, the number of the names together were about and 120, so probably, if I could say it like this, a group maybe our size here gathered together in the upper room, amen, and I'd venture to say the upper room was a lot smaller than the upper room we got here tonight, amen, 
Uh, but uh, thankful and nobody was laying, hey, you're sitting in my seat and none of that stuff was going on. And All right, so they were all together. And, and notice in verse 16, it says, men and brethren. So Peter had stood up in the midst of them and says, men and brethren, the scripture must needs have been fulfilled, which the Holy Ghost by the mouth of David spake before concerning Judas, which was guide to them that took Jesus, for he was numbered with us. And had obtained part of this ministry. Now this man purchased a field with the reward of iniquity. And falling headlong, he burst asunder in the midst and all his bowels gushed out. And it was known unto all of the dwellers at Jerusalem insomuch as that a field is, is called in their proper tongue a seldoma, that is to say the field of blood. For it is written in the book of Psalms, let his habitation be desolate. And let no man dwell therein, and his bishopric let another take. Wherefore, these men which have accompanied with us all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us, beginning from the baptism of John unto, the day, unto that same day that he was taken up from us, must one be ordained to be a witness with us of his resurrection. And they appointed two, Joseph called Barsabbas, and, and, uh, who was surnamed Justice, and Matthias. And they prayed and said, Thou, Lord, which knowest the hearts of all men, show whither of these uh, two thou hast chosen that uh, he may take part uh, uh, of this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell that he might go to his own place. And they gave forth their lots, and the lot fell upon Matthias because justice had too many names. All right, it's not what it says at all, all right. No, they chose Matthias, and he was numbered with the 11 apostles. Well, the reason I'm looking at this tonight is because this is the model business meeting. And what I'm saying to you tonight as Faith Baptist Church is this, is that we don't have to go the route that other churches go. All right? We can follow the example of the Scriptures. All right? You, listen, you talk about all those things that happen. You don't see that happening right here. All right, and what I'm saying to you is this, is that we can do things that honor and glorify our God by following the Word of God. Father, would you bless the preaching tonight, and I ask it in Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated uh, tonight. Well, again, I did, I titled it the model uh, business meeting. It's, it's kind of a model or a, or a prototype, uh, if you will, something for us to follow now, I don't know about you, but when I, when I say things like prototype or a model, in my mind, I immediately go to cars, all right, the vehicles. I always, I love the, the shows that, you know, the, the I Like Motor Trend is like one of my favorite networks to watch, all right, uh, outside of outdoor and sports and college foot, anyways. Um, but a lot of times they'll have these shows and they'll show you how, uh, you know, a car was developed and, and, and uh, you know, and then put on an assembly line. And it usually starts with a model or a, or a prototype. Uh, be, be fact, I uh, just uh, this year got back into a, uh, driving a Jeep, thanks to the Bellises, and uh, sure thankful for that. And so I decided I was going to watch the history of the Jeep again on the History Channel. Uh, I was going to watch it again to celebrate, all right? So I went and watched all of it, and, and, and this is how... All of this happened, how the Jeep came about, and it shows all of it. And what happened was the military wanted a dependable, rugged uh, vehicle that they could use during World War II. And they, I think it says they went, they reached out to like 135 uh, car companies and only two responded. One of those was the American Bantam Car Company. 
And they ended up designing the very first military jeep called the BRC, the Bantam Reconnaissance Car. All right, but fearing that the manufacturer, this, this Bantam manufacturer, could, wouldn't be able to keep up with the required uh, needs of the military, they turned over the blueprints to the Willis uh, Company and then the Ford Motor Company, and they made all the Jeeps uh, for the military. But, but here's the thing. It was based upon this very first Jeep uh, that they built, and that the generals went out and drove it around. They tried to tear it up, and they couldn't tear it up. Now, you go and get mine and tear it up. You probably could do that, amen, because it wasn't made like those. But those were, man, I'm telling you, they were just... But here's the deal. What I'm trying to get across to you tonight is this, is that every one of those Jeeps looked exactly like the prototype because they followed the original blueprint. And what I'm saying to you tonight is that as Faith Baptist Church, that's our responsibility. Folks, we have the blueprint right here. Right, And we have, really what I would say to you, is the model or the prototype that's given in the Scriptures with the church at Jerusalem and their business meeting in this text. And again, I will say it tonight. I praise God that the Word of God does not leave us short on how the Lord's churches are to operate even down to handling its business. Even down uh, to that. As already mentioned, listen, we've... We've all heard the horror stories. I'll never forget uh, pastoring there in Cassville, and we had a family that visited us on a Sunday night, and they came in on a Sunday night, and then uh, they came back the next week, and they came in on a Sunday night, and so we went out uh, during the week on a Thursday night and went and visited with them and sat in their living room, and they began to tell us why they were coming uh, on Sunday night, and it's because the reason was that their church that they were going to was having a business meeting Every Sunday night, and it had gotten so petty and so silly that they were arguing over things like how much money was being spent at the pizza party for the, for the teen class and, and stuff like that. And what I'm saying to you is this, is that the members didn't want to be there because it had become petty and foolish. But what a shame it would have been had somebody walked in on a Sunday night and needed to hear the gospel and, and how to be saved, but yet they walked in on a bunch of God's people sitting around arguing over silly and, and foolish things. Well, what I'm saying to you is this. There's a reason why we have stories of families leaving the church over what color a carpet was put into the, the, the remodel or, the, or what kind of tile went into the bathroom remodel. It's because those things really happened, all right? And, and here's the thing. They are ruining churches, their testimonies. You've you got to understand something tonight. that The lost has an expectation that we would be different. And that includes how we handle business. And what I find is this, is that it's not just the lost that has that expectation, but even God has an expectation that we would handle it differently and that we would handle it godly and, and right. And, and that's why He's given us this example in this Word. In His Word. You don't, you don't see those kind of things happening in Acts chapter 1. You, you don't see that. This, this church at Jerusalem, they are meeting together to vote for someone to fill the place of Judas Iscariot, and by the way, the Apostle Peter and the church was not out of order in doing this, all right? I've, I've read commentators that have said, well, you know, they were getting a little ahead of the thing here, and they shouldn't have done this, and all. Well, listen, here's the thing. I don't find anywhere where God rebukes them for doing this. Well, you know, Paul should have been the next. Well, well, here's the thing. God had a plan for Paul, but God also had a plan for his church right here. All right, and so they were simply carrying out God's word, and they were getting ready, getting things prepared 
for the comforter to come uh, in chapter 2. The vote, but the vote, uh, they voted between Justus and Matthias in verse 23. And in verse 26, it tells us that Matthias was chosen by a majority of the votes. They cast their lots. That's what they did. They voted. But, but know this, Justus's family, all right, because he didn't get picked, his family didn't get mad and leave the church. All right, or or the people that voted for justice and their 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 apostle wasn't voted in. All right, and so they didn't get mad and 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 leave the church. No, 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 friend. They handled things in a godly manner, and here's why: they realized two simple things. One, it's not our church; it's his. And number two is this: it's not about our will; it's about his will. And I'm telling you, if we'll recognize those two simple things, listen, our business meetings can go in a godly manner every time. But let me just pull some things out tonight and just help you with some of these things. And again, these things are going to sound familiar to us, but that's all right. Uh, We need to hear these things once again and be reminded of these things. I was reading in 2 Peter in my Bible reading this week, and he kept saying things like, I'm going to remind you of these things. And he said, basically, I'm going to remind you till I die. So guess what I'm going to do? I'm going to remind you till I die. Amen. Now that might be tomorrow. As much stress as I'm under right now, but hopefully not. All right. So hopefully after tonight, hopefully the stress will be gone. And tomorrow I'm smoking meat. Amen. And Miss Marie Christian's taking her eyes out. All right. So no, I'm just kidding. Let me give you some things here. Look at verse number 15. Okay. Look at what it says. It says, And in those days Peter stood up in the midst of the disciples and said, and notice it says the number of the names together are about 120. It says, Men and brethren, the Scriptures must needs have been fulfilled. I'm going to stop right there because here's here's what I want to point out to you tonight. Number one is this. It was a pastor-led meeting. Now, you you got to understand something. In order for us to, to grab a hold of this, all right, we have to be reminded, okay, that this assembly that's gathered together right here, it is a church, okay? It is a church, and it was started by Jesus Christ Himself. Now, let's get into a little bit of doctrine here, because you need to... Listen, the church does not start uh, on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter 2, all right? It was already in existence right here in Acts chapter 1, all right? The church is a local, visible assembly of baptized believers constituted together to carry out the Great Commission. All right? That's a definition you better know. If you don't know, you're going to know because I will remind you of that one very often. All right? But here's the thing. So right here, you have 120. All right? They're assembled together. All right? Here's a local, visible assembly, and it's making up the first church that would eventually become known as the church at Jerusalem in the Scriptures. And this began with Jesus Christ and His apostles, which, by the way, was a local visible assembly of baptized believers. His apostles. Jesus said in Matthew 16, 18, I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail again. And He did. He did. Look, look at Acts chapter 2. And look at verse number 41. Okay? Okay. And notice what it says. It says, then they gladly received his word. So this is Peter preaching the word of God uh, on the day of Pentecost. And, 
and all those, all these people are saved. And notice it says, then they that gladly received his word. All right. That means this. They got saved. And notice it says, and were baptized. And then notice, and the same day. So based on their baptism, they were added unto them about 3,000 souls. Now, who is the them that they were added to? It's the 120 in our text. Now notice down in verse number 47, he says, Praising God and having favor with all people, and the Lord added to the what? The church daily such as should be saved. So even though it's not... It's not particularly called or specifically called a church in Acts chapter 1. It is identified as a church right here in verse number 47. So you understand, friend, I'm telling you, it didn't start in Acts chapter 2. It was already together uh, right here in Acts chapter 1. And they were having a business meeting. The term church means uh, ecclesia, a local assembly. And it, it, was, it, was, it was not given to them because they received the Holy Ghost in Acts chapter 2. They, they already had the Holy Ghost during the earthly ministry of Christ. They were just simply empowered and filled with the Holy Ghost on the day of Pentecost. The word church is given here to begin to identify that local assembly of people that belong to Jesus Christ apart from all other assemblies in this local assembly existing during the earth. This local assembly existed during the earthly ministry of Jesus Christ. Now, once you understand all that, then you can understand this, that, that, that this is Jesus's church. This is his church that he started. All right. And that he was the pastor of. And when you understand that, then you can see this. Then you see this, that Peter was appointed to be the next pastor. Where do you get that? Well, go back to John chapter 21 with me. Look at verse number 15. John chapter 21 and verse number 15, it says, So when they had dined, Jesus saith to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest that I love thee. And he saith unto him, Feed my lambs. He saith unto him again the second time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? He saith unto him, Yea, Lord, thou knowest, uh, thou knowest that I love thee. He saith unto him, Feed my sheep. He saith unto him the third time, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me? Peter was grieved because he had said unto him the third time, Lovest thou me? And he said unto him, Lord, thou knowest all things. Thou knowest that I love thee. Jesus saith unto him, Feed my sheep. Now you understand Christ asked Peter if he loves him three times. Here's why. Because Peter denied him three times. So really, what I would say to you is this, it's the restoration of Peter following his backsliding and denying of the Lord Jesus Christ. But if you'll also notice, he commissions him and says, feed my sheep, feed my lambs, feed my sheep. And, and the reason is, is because he is commissioning Peter to be the next pastor. And this is exactly what a pastor does. He feeds and leads the flock of God. That's why Peter would say this in 1 Peter 1, or 1 Peter 5 and verse number 1 and 2. He would say, The elders which are among you I exhort, who am also an elder, called by Jesus Christ, wasn't he? And witness of the sufferings of Christ, and also a partaker of the glory that shall be revealed. And then he says this, Feed the flock of God which is among you. You know what he's saying? Preach the word to them. Give them the Bible. Give them the Word of God. That's his responsibility. And you can see Peter's authority all in the Scriptures. Did you know this? Every time the list of the disciples is given, Peter is always the first one in the list. You know why? Because he would be the next pastor of the church here. 
And so what I'm trying to get across to you is this, is that this is a church that Jesus started. Peter is now the pastor of the church, and he's standing up, and he's leading the church in a business meeting. It is a pastor-led business meeting. Now here, now let's just make a little application to where you and I are at uh, tonight as Faith Baptist Church. Couldn't we say this? Well, certainly here's one. This is his church. Come on, if this, no, no, no. If this is his church right here, then this is his church right here. Sure. So therefore, we do need to do things do the things that we do, we do need to do them uh, to honor Him and to glorify Him. And that includes handling our business and doing things decently and in order because God is a God of order. But the other thing is this, is that He has appointed and authorized a pastor to lead the church, and this includes in its business meetings. And I don't want to take the time to go to Hebrews 13 and and look at verse 7 and verse 17 to those that, you know, remember them which have the rule over you and obey them that have the rule over you and all of those things because we can go to those to support the idea here. But here's the thing that you got to grab a hold of tonight. As in all things, there is balance. You, you understand? So what I mean by that is this. The, a pastor is not a dictator. All right? This is not a totalitarianism form of church government or any of those things. It's not, a, not about the pastor forcing his agenda on, on God's people, but rather it's about leading God's people to carry out God's word and to do things decently and in order. In fact, I love, look at verse number 17 of our text. He says, for he was numbered. This is Peter, all right, the pastor. And here's what he says. He was numbered with us and had attained part of this ministry. You ought to underline that phrase, this ministry. Look down at verse number 25. That he may take part of this ministry and, and apostleship. You know why Peter calls it that? Because it wasn't about Peter's agenda or Peter's ministry. It was about this ministry, meaning his ministry. And carrying out his word and what God wanted to do. It was about furthering the Lord's church. And so you, you've got to understand those things. That's what a pastor is to do. But on the other hand... Couldn't we also say this, that being pastor-led, it also closes the door to any unauthorized meetings taking place? Let me, let me help you with something tonight. And I listen, I, I realize there, there are things, you know, sometimes the church wants to do something good for the pastor and his family. They want to try to surprise them and all that stuff. And, and, I, and I realize situations like that. But let me, let me help you with this. Unless the pastor is out of bounds with the Word of God or the church is without a pastor, God's people have no business meeting together to undermine the biblical authority of a pastor. They don't. And I'm not saying that just because of me tonight and I'm the pastor. I'm saying that regardless of who is the pastor of this church. You understand? And I listen, and even in those cases, okay, even in those cases, the responsibility of those meetings should then fall to the deacons and officers and the men of the church. And the point is, the idea is to say this, is that wicked people have no business getting together in an attempt to run off a good man of God, which is what really has taken place in a lot of our churches today. And that, that, that's, not, that's not Bible. You don't find that happening in the Scriptures. And uh, you don't, well, at least not, you know, without rebuke from the man of God and the Word of God. The bottom line is this. It is, this is His church, and it's His work, and it needs to be done His way and under the leadership of His man. 
that's the way it's supposed to be. Now let me give you the next thing here. Not only was it a meeting that was pastor led, but it was a meeting of a it was a meeting with the purpose, all right, to carry out both God's word and God's work. And I, I don't want to take a lot of time here to, to go down through all of this stuff. We get the idea of what's taking place. They're meeting together to fill the spot of Judas Iscariot. It's a fulfillment of Psalm 109. In verse number 8, okay, and it talks about him. Uh, it, it, you know, we know that, that Judas uh, did it, betrayed the Lord Jesus for 30 pieces of silver. They purchased the field of blood with it. In verse number 19, all to fulfill Scripture. We know that the Scripture, the Gospels tell us he went out and hung himself. But here we find that his body must have fallen and his guts gushed out. All right, Peter uh, tells us some of those things. The term bishopric just basically means the office of a bishop, all right? But we also see there's a uniqueness here to this office because it was to an elect, it was to elect basically an apostle to come alongside the other apostles, all right? And by the way, it gives us the qualifications of an apostle, all right? So we know that people that stand up today and go, well, I'm an apostle. Well, no, you're not unless you've seen the resurrected Savior. Okay, so we understand all of those things, all right? And I don't want to go into detail of all of that for time's sake. You can look at it. You can study it out. And I know I've preached on it before and all of those things. But, but here's the idea, the general principles that we have that, that are here. All of this was done to carry out the Word of God so that the work of God could be further. Okay, and that's the idea here. And that's really, that, that's what our business meetings are, are, are to be about. Like, like them, here's the thing. We too have a responsibility to carry out the Word of God. You understand, when it comes to things like appointing men to an office, and I said men, all right, you understand? We, we are to do it according to the Word of God. If it's a pastor, then he needs to meet the qualifications of 1 Timothy 3. Somebody say amen tonight. You understand, he's to be a man, and he's to be the husband of one wife, and that doesn't mean one wife at a time. All right, that means he's not to be divorced and she's not to be divorced. And she's to be a woman and not, not some non-binary garbage. So don't get me started. I'm telling you some of the wickedness that's going on in our country today and it's going on in our churches today and it is vile and it is wicked and I'm just telling you, I'm not putting up with that junk. We're not doing that. Well, you're, you're just, you're, just you, you're, not, you, you're mentally unstable. No, you're mentally unstable. To let drag queens dance in front of children, you're mentally unstable. That is vile and wicked. Mm. I said I wasn't going to go focus. I got to focus, Brother Quinlan. He, Brother Quinlan was yelling at himself in the Bible study. Focus, focus. Now I'm yelling at myself. Amen, focus. But if it's a deacon... They need to meet the qualifications as well. All right, there, listen, there are no such things in the Bible as deacon boards. There, there is no, the deacons are not in charge of the pastor. They're, they're not. They're, and I praise God for the godly men that we have that serve as deacons. And I seek their counsel and they'll tell you that. But, I, but here's the thing, they, they are to come alongside the pastor and serve with the pastor. That was the intention of their office in Acts chapter 6. 
And I praise God for that. And when it comes to other officers within the church, trustees and treasurers and the like, they need to be faithful people, trustworthy people in their, in their positions. They serve as examples and, and leaders in the church. And so, therefore, they ought to be in church when the doors are open. They ought to be faithful and living a godly life, not just within the church, but even without the church. And, they're, and, they're, and they ought to be in support of the pastor and following and following Christ and, 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 and uh, helping lead the church and following the Lord Jesus Christ. And, and so we're to have the responsibility to carry out the Word of God. But our priority also ought to be the furthering of the ministry. This ministry. Not ours, His. Just like what Peter was doing here. This ministry... You understand, they were electing a man to fulfill the void left by Judas Iscariot so that the church could go forth. You ever thought about this? It's a pretty good thing they got 12 instead of 11 because 3,000 get saved in the next chapter. That's a lot of baptizing. Praise God for the 12th guy coming in. You know what I'm saying? I don't know how, I mean, I'm just thinking in my mind, all right, tag, you're in. Let's go down and baptize. I don't know, man. I'm just, I'm just saying. That's a lot of baptism. Anyways. But here's the point. Whether we're voting on an office or handling the stewardship of the church property, I think we need to handle it with the motive that, that we're a ministry that belongs to the Lord Jesus Christ. And our purpose for being here is not to carry out selfish motives and argue over temporal things. It's to be a lighthouse to our community. Therefore, the, things are to be done decently and in order and honoring to our God. Well, preacher, you don't understand. I mean, gas is, you know, it's, it's just it's expensive. Yeah, but those buses are bringing in kids and families that need to hear the gospel and need to be saved. Somebody say amen tonight. And yes, we do buy paper towels and toilet paper for the bathrooms, and we're not going to argue over it. All right? If you can't trust the man of God to go do that, then go somewhere else where you can trust the man of God. I'm just saying, I think you should be able to. But I'm just saying, that's the, the, the day and age in which we're living in, is everybody wants to, you, you know, freak out over everything. But here's the thing, we're going to have those things because there are guests that come into our church and we want them to have a restroom and to be able to use the restroom if they need to and, and things like that. And, and here's the other thing, we're not here to become a financial empire. We're not. And just because the color of the new carpet isn't the color that you would have picked out, it doesn't mean you've got to go somewhere else over it. You know, get mad and leave the church. That, that is a bunch of nonsense. Here's my thing. As, not as, it's, as long as it's not a crazy color, I'm okay with tan. Or whatever that is. I don't know. Somebody's going to go, no, it's not tan. It's taupe. <laughs> and there'll be somebody else going, well, I'm mad because they didn't get tan. I wanted tan and they got taupe. <laughs> well, here's the deal. As long as it's not pink. Hot pink. Now, I'd go for some camouflage, but I'll... Save that for another time. Let, let, me, let, me, let me help you with this tonight. Not, we could joke about all that stuff, but here's the thing. When we get to heaven, it's not going to be about gas prices and the color of the carpet. When we stand before our Lord, it's going to be about what do we do to reach the lost? What do we do to carry out this ministry? How did we do it? What was our spirit and our attitude behind it? Is everybody getting what I'm saying to you tonight? And here's, and here's the last thing, and I'm done. Look, look at verse number 24, and let's, let's look down here. So they, they carried out the business there all the way from verse 16 to 23. But, and they, but notice something else that they did right before they, right before they carried it out. It says this, and notice this, verse 24, and they prayed. 
and said, Thou, Lord, which knowest the hearts of all men. And guess what? He still knows your heart tonight. Friend, he does. He says, Show whether of these two thou hast chosen. You know what they were doing? They were seeking the will of God here, that he may take part of this ministry and apostleship from which Judas by transgression fell, that, <clears throat> that he might go to his own place. And they gave forth their, their lots, and the lot fell upon Matthew, and he was numbered with the eleven apostles. And I just sit, was sitting here thinking about this. I don't think you realize the responsibility that that guy took on to be an apostle. He's going to be martyred for the faith. Just to be a witness of the Lord Jesus Christ. And we're, all, and we're sitting here in America with the freedom of religion and arguing over the color of carpets. How silly are we? Folks, I, what, makes a, what makes a church business meeting unique from any other business meeting is this. It involves God. It involves God. We're not a secular company and I'm not a CEO. We are a church that belongs to Jesus Christ. Therefore, we ought to have prayer. And the purpose for this is because prayer does two things. Number one, it ensures the will of God is done. That's what we want. But the second thing is this, and I think this, is, this too is also vital. It ensures that God's people have the right attitude. In this situation, the people had to choose between two men for one office. And in the end, Matthias was chosen and justice was not. And as already mentioned, after the vote, justice didn't leave the church because he wasn't picked. The people that voted for justice didn't leave the church because their man wasn't picked. And you know why? Because they prayed. And they had the right attitude. It wasn't about their will being accomplished. It was about His will being accomplished. And when we humble ourselves to God in prayer, pride and selfish agendas and anger, all of that stuff, it goes out the window. And this is what I find is interesting, and this is just good for life. When you pray and have a right heart about the things of God, when His will is different than your will, you accept it. whether that be a business meeting or life in general. Because I don't know about you, but I run into just in life a lot of times where what I had planned and what God had planned is two very different things. So as we go into this business tonight, yeah, sure, may we be warned. And I, I don't, I don't want to see Faith Baptist Church have the testimony of some of these other things and stuff like that. I, I don't want to see that. But, but at the same time, I believe this. If we'll not neglect this example, but rather follow it and humble ourselves and pray, get our hearts right with God, our attitudes right with God, and be seeking God's will in everything that we do, then I think this, I think we can carry out the work of God and the Word of God, and things can be done decently and in order. So let's all stand tonight.